Episode 67, Tommy Richardson. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Analytics about people. Insights for executives. Truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. All right, guys. So I said we had a lot to cover with Tommy Richardson. So many different uh, rocks, spiritual, mental, physical, social, emotional to cover and then break down all these key components. We've covered a lot on the first episode and we're going to get right back to it with Tommy right now. Let's um, shift in, Tommy, to the physical side of uh, personal growth. So you, again, lifelong personal development and physical for sure. Talk about um, maybe for some people that don't see that as 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 important, um, talk about how important the physical side is to performance. I think it's uh, super important because it leads to these other three dimensions if I'm working personally and trying to increase my, my growth mentality and trying to learn and to grow and to do those kind of things mentally and also socially and emotionally and spiritually, if I, if I am focused on the physical, I have the energy level to be able to continue to grow personally in those other areas. And because I do speak and I'm on my feet and coaching things like that, I can go two or three days without exercise. And I am not, not on my game mentally <laughs> or even socially. So I think the, the reason that the, the whole concept of the exercise and all involved with that, not just lifting weights and doing things that, that help us with that or running or, or walking or whatever it is, but there's such a carryover to the other dimensions of our life or growth that it makes Sometimes we said, but if there's one thing that you can point at that leads to growth in all areas, I would say work on your physical because that creates the energy to do the others. But if I don't have the energy to do that and because I'm not working out, I don't eat right, I don't get enough sleep, then I my performance in those other three areas are really limited. So to me, exercise doesn't mean to have to, everybody's got their own way to do that. Uh, there's uh, five places in the world that people live longer and enjoy it more. And that's called the, the, the concept of the blue moons there across the, the world. And they found in all of those places that people live longer, their quality of life is better, that exercise is one of the number one things. And under that certainly was their nutrition, their hydration and other areas. But they didn't go to uh, L.A. Fitness like I do, but they walked. They had movement. They kept their bodies moving all the time, which fed their mind, which fed their emotions, which gave them the actions, which gave them the results. So it's a it is so important. And I think ever we don't we never outgrow the need. I love to talk to people in the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s, but you never outgrow the need for making sure that you're fit and you're doing those things with the physical aspect of your life. And the big one is stress management. Wow, what a major difference. If you're on a good fitness program, it makes in your stress that you're going through. It enables you to handle it and handle it much better. So energy, physical, um, you know, personal growth helps with energy, helps with stress management. And then the third one I would love for you to touch on because it was the first that came to my mind is 
confidence. So you, um, Tommy, have built sales teams for years. And, you know, one of the greatest qualities of a good salesperson is confident. You show up, you look people in the eye, you shake their hand, you've got a just a, an aura about you that says, I know what I'm talking about. And how do you see physical, personal growth affecting confidence? I think it's one of, the, again, one of those key elements, because if I feel, well, I'm going back again, if I feel right, and I've exercised and I've done the things with nutrition and my sleep, then that leads to the second thing, which is the feeling. Okay. So when I'm with the group, you described it exactly. My shoulders are back, my eye kind of, there's a confidence level that comes from that, that carries over to your audience, to the people that you're dealing with. No one, I think, responds very well to somebody that won't look in your eye. They don't have confidence. They're slumped shoulder, okay, they're bending over, uh, they're looking at their shoes and they're looking in the eyes of their clients. They That's a, an indicator right away that I don't have confidence in what I believe, and what I believe I will help you. So they read that very, very, uh, very quickly. And the way that we do that uh, is, uh, is so important. I, even today and at my age, when I work out, it just lifts me up. It's what I call a lifter. <laughs> and then I'm able to be on my feet. I'm on the football field for three or four hours. And that confidence level carries over from the gym. I worked out this morning. <laughs> okay. So I do that because I've got to be on the field tonight at uh, starting at five o'clock for about three hours. And I could not do that or I couldn't not do a workshop or a seminar unless I had that, that uh, confidence level that comes from the exercise that I do on a regular basis. It's just a major part of that. Really good. Really good. So let's go into the social and emotional side. What does it look like, you know, if someone's on a positive personal development journey with social and emotional, that social and emotional area, illustrate that for us. For, for me, I, I think when I look at it and I teach it, I think it's a lot, both of those are very close. Uh, and let me share by that. If I'm going to respond to a client, to even my own people on my team, and have some sort of a social aspect to that, number one, emotionally, I feel good about myself, but I also I care about them. So the process is socially, emotionally. Social, we think of what are my people skills, you know, how do I greet people? What's my presence? Uh, do I have any charisma? Do uh, those aspects of personal magnetism come from the ability to interact with people socially? And then that comes from certainly the emotional feeling of myself. Do I feel confident? Do I feel emotional value in myself so that I can share that with others in, in a social social element? Now, the EQ is more important than the IQ, okay? Now, let me explain. Your emotional quotient, how I interact, how I handle every situation from adversity to success to everything I have to do in every business, how I enter the, enter, uh, handle that is much more important than my IQ. There's no question about it. IQ is important, but your emotional intelligence is the most important and that leads to your social ability that to interact with other people. People skills are so great. And, and sometimes we've gotten away from them today. 
we try to make those contacts in different ways, but we don't develop the social skills to be able. And by the way, those uh, five places in the world that people live longer, one of the major factors is connection. They're connected with people using their social and emotional skills every day on a regular basis. So it stands us, I I think, in great uh, stead to make that as a part of our personal development. Am I developing myself in those two areas? I think that's great. And let's let's break down, you know, just a couple of pebbles there. When we look at, you know, habits that people that are on healthy tracks for social and emotional development, some of the habits that they're doing, what comes to mind? One of the things uh, I think in both of those two is uh, what, what's your morning routine? <laughs> and some of the workshops I've been doing lately, that's really been surfacing and a lot of the uh, blogs and certainly a lot of the webinars across the country. And I think it's important that you think about how do I start my game? What is my emotional, uh, physical approach to the game, uh, my day, when I say game, uh, in the morning? And if I get myself going physically, mentally, socially, spiritually, these dimensions that I'm talking about, then I'm going to have a better day, no question about it. So the habit of creating a morning routine and even an, an evening routine. I, I like to talk about both because both are important time. But the mornings are so important. And I'll just share very quickly mine. I, you know, the first thing I do early is put the coffee on. I, I'm not sure that other than gives me a little uh, stimulus. But from that, I get into the spiritual element we talked about. I have my devotion time. And from that, I go into my mental development time. I read uh, every morning, a good 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer. And I read in different areas. I don't just stay in one book for 30 minutes. Actually, I keep four books a month going, reading some little, maybe it's uh, two pages, maybe it's a chapter every day. And then my overall goal is to complete two books a month. Completed, okay? So the reading, now, I, I certainly blogs are important. I do a number of webinars and, and I go to workshops and seminars myself as a part of that. But my morning routine is so critical that I get it started in that learning phase of getting my day off, the creating the habit there. And then I go from that certainly into my goal setting process that I use daily. Three major priorities for the day, the strategies to reach them. OK, so I go into that aspect of it and then I bring my physical in. Now, I do a little stretching early, but then I'm ready after that to make sure I get in uh, my exercise, the physical aspect for the day, and then coming back with a good, healthy breakfast. That's the greatest habit I have created in many people to get that momentum going and the habit that we're talking about to give them the greatest day that they can have. Uh, that's that's some of that. Uh, and, and if there's, we can go deeper in that, but I just wanted to share that habit of creating right Yeah, no, I think the power of routines is huge. And you are not joking when it comes to all that you read. Because guys, if you ever ask Tommy to be your accountability book for a book club or reading, you better be ready to read because that man, he really does juggle four books at all times. And I think half the books I'm looking at my office right here have come from your recommendations. So the power of reading and habit just, you know, just to sharpen somebody and see how, you know, 
how it impacts a life. Like I've watched it over the over a decade of us working together for sure. And I, in closing out, Tommy, the the social and emotional uh, bucket, if you will, a couple things came to my mind that I also know that you practice. Um, one is just regularly scheduling social activities and scheduling time to meet new people, like challenging us to grow our relationship networks. Um, not only that, but then how to build relationships. And I think you had mentioned earlier, you know, in the blue zones that connectivity, like they're, they're not experiencing the isolation that we are across our country because of technology and all of these things, they're together and, you know, constantly building relationships. We know we're getting out of the habit of it in the U.S. and it's really important to stay connected. It directly impacts all other areas of, of how we feel. And so um, I can't encourage company leaders enough to bring in activities to help leaders teach their people how to build relationships on their teams and cross-departmentally. It's just so important. So let's go down um, this path, Tommy. We've kind of talked about our big four buckets, but I want to go into just really the impact that this these kinds of journeys around personal development make on people and like the whole person. We talk about at work, you know, the hat that you wear when you walk in is not just your title. It is your whole life. Like the whole person at work is how we as leaders really drive engagement today is looking at, you know, the purpose of an individual, not just for the work that they do, but their entire life. And so I'd like for you to talk about, you know, share how a personal development journey affects all areas of life. And maybe, you know, in your world, that personal development journey that you've chosen to take, how it's made you a better husband, a better father, all of those things. Definitely. Uh, as you mentioned, all of those areas of your life, uh, your, your personal life, uh, your marriage, your kids, your, the people around you are all a part of you. I mean, it starts with you. It's an inside out. I like to say it's inside out. It don't start outside in, but that's under this uh, social emotional area. I mentioned the concept of empathy, being able to see it back in the eyes of the other person is so, so important that we do that. And then if we're working with our individuals on our team and helping them to be better, then I think we need to be a part of their life in some way. Now I hear a lot of people, we used to do a, a lot with what's called coaching by, well, at first it was called managing by walking around. <laughs> and I remember in my past doing some workshops and groups and they say, I want you to come in. Our managers are not getting out from behind the desk and they're looking at their computer and they never know who's out there working and what they're doing. I want you to teach what, what they call it management by, by walking around. That is getting, having some contacts with the people they work with. And I said, the only way we'll do that is change your wording. What do you mean by that? Let's turn that around and call coaching, coaching by walking around. <laughs> and they got the concept is that, yes, I don't walk around and find you doing something wrong, but I try to coach you how to be better. And to be able to coach you to be better, I have to know a little bit about you personally. I want to know, you know, what what's happening in your life? What's the, what are your successes? What makes you sad? What makes you glad? <laughs> what, uh, what are you involved in are so important that you develop the personal contact. Now, one of the things I found in coaching for 34 years, working athletics, that I can work with an athlete. Maybe I don't know them very well, but I make it intentionally a, a, a point of mine to get to know them. And a lot of times we'll walk off the field. I'll put my arm around them and I'll say, okay, tell me about what's happening in the classroom. Tell me what's happening in the home. 
What's happening here? What's happening there? What do you like? What do you dislike? What, what courses are your favorite? I want to get to know them personally. Okay. So that's so important uh, that we do that. And as individuals, as leaders, and we're all leaders, that we have that concern. Uh, I like it going from me to we, from me to we. <laughs> I want the we approach. Okay. Uh, Stephen Covey, it's uh, his one of his seven. It's, it's the where he talks about win wins. It's a win for me to know you. It's a win for you, for me to know you and want you to know that, that my boss, my person is, in, is interested in me personally. So it's that personal uh, part to that we can play with the individuals that we work. One of the things too, and I share this at this place, it may not be, but uh, years ago, a great coach shared with me this simple concept. I don't look, at a player on where they are, I look at where they can be. And if I keep that in my mind, is I work with my, my team, my leaders, the people I'm responsible for, where could they be? In my mind, I see the potential, not the negative thing that I might be looking at. I might be saying, hey, you're not going to ever make this in here. You don't have any, but I try to see what you could be if I apply myself as a coach to help you to become better. And I think it's a tremendous leadership concept that is important to all of us because we have to get results from other people. We can't do it alone, but the more we can develop the people around us, the greater success our companies, ourselves, and certainly that individual will feel by being a part of it. Yes, for sure. So, Tommy, last thing before we kind of segment into our next uh, part of the show here. For those leaders that are getting excited about starting something, but they don't know where to start, where would you recommend that brand new leaders to personal growth journeys for their people start? And then on the flip side, for leaders who are already on a journey, where do you suggest they step it up or a challenge for them? Okay, I, I would I would start with a, a concept that we use. It, it's leading from the inside. Leadership from the inside out for a new leader that's getting started. And it's not bad for those of us been around for a while, but I need to get those kind of things in my mind. Self-awareness being a, a big one. What's my strengths and understanding myself? What's my purpose and those things we mentioned early. I need to be very clear about myself as a leader before I start trying to lead somebody else. So for a new one, and there's many uh, good uh, uh, resources available in that. And I, uh, we use some of them, uh, building leadership from the inside out with uh, new leaders and new managers and new people in that role. But for the person who has been around in a leadership role, they need to reevaluate. They need to go back and take it, look at themselves and see basically where are they strong what are they doing right? How can they in, increase that? And then that self-evaluation going to, okay, what are those kind of things that I need to work on? What are my successes? Okay, what are my challenges? And then what area in my leadership role that I know I need to improve on? It may be any one of these four dimensions we talked about. I need to be more social. I need to work on my emotional intelligence. I need to work on mentally being able to interact with the people that I work with. 
And then certainly it may be really clear on my sense of purpose, my values, clarification of my values, and then making that commitment uh, to follow through. Invest in lifelong learning. Invest in lifelong learning. That's the key. <laughs> and do it every day. Mm-hmm. Never stop. Never stop. <laughs> Tommy, you're such a wonderful mentor of mine and the key person who's inspired personal growth in my life. And that's 100% the truth. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor and come back to learn a little bit more about you, Tommy Richardson, on the lightning round before we wind up with this show's long list of truth you can act on. We'll be right back. Custom Concrete has been creating foundations for the finest homes, commercial buildings, and industrial facilities throughout central Indiana since 1969. Builders, contractors, and homeowners rely on our expertise because so much depends on getting it right. Our knowledge and control of all aspects of the job, from excavation to waterproofing to backfill, means that extra value is built into every project. Codes don't drive our business. Excellence does. See the difference at customconcrete.com. All right, Tommy Richardson, back on Gut Plus Science. Really excited to have a loaded show uh, today with so many little and big nugget nuggets or big rocks and pebbles, as uh, Covey would say, right? So um, I know I'm going to put you on the spot with this one because as we talked about in the show today, you read a lot of books, but favorite book or one that you'd recommend to our listeners today? Ooh, okay, that's hard to one, but let me start out by, by my favorite is the Bible itself. That takes me on many, many journeys, but daily. That's just that one. But there's so many. I, I want to share one that maybe uh, that the the audience has never really thought about the value of this book is written back in uh, probably the oh, maybe the 80s or maybe the, even the 90s. And there's been second editions of this. But it's by a guy by the name of Thomas Connellan. And it's bringing out the best in others. And in that, he makes, uh, he really started to, uh, to encourage me to think about what does high performance look like? And it talks about his discoveries and then how we can use those discoveries to motivate ourselves. Certainly it starts inside out, but motivates those others around us. Now, I share with you very quickly his three steps he thinks it's that in his writing that's important. Number one is expectations. Number two is responsibility. And number three, the one we talked about early is feedback. And he develops those on how we can work with our teams, how we can work, other, uh, work with other people, because the concept of motivation has changed from many, many years, how it's gone from what we used to call external motivation give you a raise, give you a a parking spot in the parking lot up front, all those kind of fringe things that we thought earlier was the way that you motivated people. Today, that has changed so much, and it's what we call internal motivation. And what we've talked about today is so important because a sense of purpose and a sense, as we've talked about, personal development is what our employees and the people around us are looking for. Can you encourage them? Can you give them resources? Can you give an example on how they might grow at work, at home, and other places by sharing with them that motivation to grow personally, certainly and having a sense of purpose about what they're doing. I don't have that one on my bookshelf yet. So it's going on my recommended reading list by Tommy Richardson. So thank you. (laughs) Sounds like a great book. 
Oh, I could go on. You know some of my favorites, but that's I sure do. That's one that most people don't have on their bookshelf. Yeah. It's been around a while. Great. And then Tommy, what about a favorite way to rest and recharge? For me, it's a little different. I can go to the gym, okay, and I can get a workout. I belong to actually three places I work out, but uh, I can go and 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 really, I come out of there relaxed, okay, because I'm focusing. And, and to break down into focus is one of the clear things we need to, to grow, but that enables me to do that. I'd say that, number one, and the second thing is being around my family. If I can have a family reunion, if I can get people or around them. I relax in that environment and really feed on them and feed on the psychological, uh, the value that they give me by doing that. So those are two. And then, of course, you, as I've, you know how much I love to just read. I get get into a topic and, and read and, and try to stretch the both the breadth and the depth of my knowledge in different topics. Awesome. And Tommy, how can our listeners connect with you after the show? Uh, several different ways. Uh, my my website, site is coachtom.net. My email is tommybrichardson at gmail.com. And certainly I'll be glad to talk with anyone on the phone, uh, 317-258-5064. 317-258-5064. And I'll be glad to uh, visit with anyone that wants to go further into any of the topics we've talked about. Tommy, thank you. All right. Now challenge to Nikki is how in the heck do I package up truth? You can act on with someone I've worked with for 15 years. And this, these two episodes were so loaded. If I would have been taking copious notes, I'm sure that I would have had about 20 pages, but I knew I had the recording. So I've got a couple pages here and let's summarize this. Number one on your spiritual growth journey, really understanding your purpose is key and purpose unlocks engagement. So as leaders, making sure that, you know, your team members, individual purpose, Give them the tools like a book. Uh, Tommy talked about the purpose-driven life, a workshop, maybe an assessment tool. Help them help you understand their purpose so you can tap into that in every conversation and just really help that purpose come alive and make sure that they feel heard in that. Uh, Number two, the mental game is huge. We choose our attitude. Attitude is, you know, can be up and down. All of us have challenges with that, but it's making sure that we can easily shift by the whole cancel, cancel approach that Tommy talked about and replacing it with something positive or spending time in gratitude to easily shift. You can't be negative and in gratitude at the same time. We've learned that on other parts of this episode and Tommy definitely stands for that. Ultimately with the mental game too, I would challenge you to look at, put on a whiteboard thoughts, feelings, actions, results, and look at a result that you're trying to get, but you haven't reached and then trace it back to the actions that you're taking or lack thereof, how you're feeling about it or lack thereof. And then ultimately the thoughts that you have around it. And you'll see where the breakdown is. Powerful, powerful exercise, T-F-A-R. Physical journey development is so important. Your physical, um, personal development journey I can't talk more about how much it brings stronger confidence. People ask all the time, how do you have the energy that you have? Ultimately, if I'm not physically active, I am not energetic and I'm not a very fun person to be around. And, you know, stress management is way easier when we've got our physical development in our schedule. And so whatever the step is for you as a leader, making sure that you are representing this, um, 
whatever that step is, take it. So if you know that, you know, a daily walk is what it is for you. If you know that pushing weights, whatever that might be and encouraging your team to do the the same and ultimately like giving breaks and schedules to help them get out. You know, if they've got really challenging morning and evening routines, how do we build in 30 minutes while we're at work? Maybe it's a team walk club, uh, but ultimately getting that physical activity is huge. And then the social and emotional, you know, the, our country struggles with isolation. It's huge. And, you know, socially challenging ourselves to meet new people, build relationships, spend time understanding where people come from, just listening. And Tommy talked about how important empathy is just understanding other people is just huge. And finally, you know, feedback, embracing feedback, you know, every single day, having a team that gives each other feedback on overhearing a call or being in the same room when you gave a presentation or just ultimately the energy that you're showing up with someone being able to kind of call you out or, you know, mention how wonderful it is to be around that positive energy, having that culture of feedback on our teams, Hey, builds, you know, transparency and authentic relationships. And then it builds a muscle for all of us to just consistently get better. And so, uh, finally, you know, Tommy talked about how important it is to read and that he's got four books going at all times. All I suggest to you is that you've got a book going a book, uh, that could be an audible, you know, something you're listening to, or you're reading, but what are you doing to consistently develop yourself and having a system for that? I think is just critical. I could go on and on, but I hope you can take at least one of these things and try it out with you, with your team and, um, see how our two part series with this personal group growth journey comes alive in your life. Thanks. We'll see you next week on Gut Plus Science. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.